It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. It takes a lot of hard work to make it look easy. This Mother's Day, Duluth Trading Co. can help you give her something that keeps up. Whether you prefer to shop online or in-store, Duluth has a motherload of gear, goods, and gifts to keep her comfortable and capable, no matter what needs doing. With Duluth's problem-solving details and legendary durability to boot, you'll finally be mom's favorite again. Check out DuluthTrading.com for all your Mother's Day gifting needs. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the BBC Countryfile magazine podcast, the podcast as we call it. It's your chance to come with us for an adventure into the countryside each week to meet rural folk, experience marvellous wildlife and enjoy a welcome blast of freedom and fresh air. My name is Fergus Collins and I'm the host of the podcast. So it's a brand new season of the podcast, season six in fact, and in this first episode I'm taking you back to mid-May and a walk of exploration I took early one morning to a distant conifer wood to find out what sort of wildlife and other magic lived there. I was hoping to find the elusive wood warbler, but I had many exciting wildlife encounters along the way, especially rabbits. So come with me for a gentle wander in the Welsh hills, and do listen till the end for a truly lovely finale. It's a glorious early morning, and I've left the house to go on another adventure. It's a lovely time of year. The, the sun is just rising over some trees on the side of this wooded hill, and I'm now heading into open fields. But I've just walked up. Oh, a bunny is running towards me. Little bunny. He's coming right towards me. He hasn't seen me at all. Or could be she. He's now just gone into a hedge. There's lots of. On the field opposite, so beside a lane running steeply uphill thickly hedged lane and there's a gate in the sunlit field and I can see the silhouettes of rabbits, very wallship down like, uh, very magical, the sun behind their ears. Um, and I've walked up this lane, clouds of, walked up this lane with clouds of cow parsley just billowing out from either side and it was lovely sprays of tiny white flowers and the smell is a weird thing it's the smell of sort of herby shampoo I think and then at, scattered around the base of all these pa- parsley stems of the bluebells and herb robert so the sort of mauvey purple bluebell heads little pink flowers of herb robert 
just lovely, the whole that combination of white, purple and pink. The hawthorn is in bloom now. And uh, it is foaming ice cream on every hedge. Very delightful time. So my mission today, I'm sort of heading up into, uh, along the flanks of a hill, towards a conifer wood, which I haven't really explored before. Um, well, there may be nothing there, but you never know with conifer woods, and it might be a different suite of wildlife. So I'm just hearing a little robin singing above me in these hazel trees, above the and ash trees, above the lane. Ash trees already dripping with ash keys, so those are the seeds, and they hang down in little sort of palms of, they're like sycamore seeds, but sort of thinner and less aerodynamic or less sort of helicopter-like, but they perform the same function. Oh, a pigeon just leaves the edge of the, of the trees on the edge of the lane. There's sun on my back. I can see a rabbit now. This is going to be quite a rabbity walk, I think. So I'm heading through some, some lovely farmland and I know there's a big warren up ahead. I'm walking through a buttercuppy meadow now, which did have sheep on until recently with their lambs. Uh, you can probably hear them, they've been moved up higher, I think. And uh, this field just left to, for the grass to grow again. It's got the shimmer of yellow. Like, it is like looking at the night sky, because the flowers haven't opened yet, it's still too early. There's beads of dew, and my feet are wet. But it's gonna be a hot day today, just know it. I'm looking south towards Craggy, a craggy line of hills, which uh, have scattered farms around their flanks, and then it becomes wooded for a little bit. One or two houses right at the top, and then, well, right at the top of the tree line, and then above that, the bald, heathery, brackeny slopes of these beacons. I'm stealthily closing in on a rabbit warren, which seems to be formed from an enormous long, it's like a long barrow, but it's rubbish, farm rubbish, um, rubble. It has accumulated some soil, yeah, main road just below me there. That's a, that's where I can see little, little bunnies. Little white scuts, that's their tail, flashing through the long grass. So yeah, so this is the rabbit. Well, the rabbits have made their home in this pseudo postmodern long barrow. It's going on a magnificent lime tree. Oh, loads of rabbits. Rabbits everywhere. They've seen me. Uh, it's just lovely. So the, these lime trees have this very stately, almost elephant skin-like trunks. And these big, generous, heart-shaped leaves with a sort of pointed tip at the base. And um, this is a mighty specimen. Don't see, I don't see that many limes. There's a lime and an oak nestling together. 
What a beautiful thing. And beneath it, loads of rabbits in among sort of nettles and a big pile of tyres. And then a tiny little bluebell, little fenced off corner of bluebells. Nobody comes this way. It's only probably a 15 minute walk from the edge of Abergavenny, but nobody comes here. So I'm now heading along a beautiful, huge overgrown hedge, but thick holly hedge at its base and then some hazels coming up the top and hawthorn. And rabbits just, they don't seem too scared of me, but maybe because they're young. So I'm walking between holly hedge and the barrow. It's where the footpath leads. A wood pigeon. There's a solitary gull in the ploughed field above me. Can't see what species it is, but look. So it's a single lesser black backed gull. Quite a smart one. Oh, bunnies, rabbits scuttling across the edge of the ploughed field. And a Blackbird goes by with a huge worm dangling from its beak. The barrow, I'm going to call it, just covered in um, nettles and foxgloves. It'd be quite. Uh, the ever present wrens. So it's probably about two to three miles I've got to go. I've got about three hours before I've got to be back for homeschooling. So, always time pressure. Yeah, lovely looking down a field. With rabbits just, leave them alone. Just sort of come out from the hedge line. This is really brilliant bit of rabbit territory. Now some multicoloured beehives, so I'm on the come to the edge of a, of a farmyard. There's a rabbit threading it. Oh, it's about 20 rabbits threading their way through the nettles near the beehives. I'm looking at one magnificent specimen, absolutely gigantic horse chestnut here. They produce these, so the leaves are very distinctive, like a sort of fan of great oar-shaped leaves. And then they've got these flowers, which are described as candles. They're little pyramids of little towers of glowing white flowers. So the tree is completely covered in this glorious decoration it's like the most beautifully decorated Christmas tree it's like a different shape and they really stand out you can see them from long distance away and some limes here as well so this is quite stately planted some beautifully sighted trees this is deliberate planting so I'm now approaching farmyard, very old farm, in, in a state of dilapidation and quite um, uninhabited. So I like this farm. It's a very beautiful, very 
lovely position, sitting overlooking the valley. And it's like the, how the farm buildings cosy up to the farmhouse. You hear a greenfinch sort of stuttering, stuttering, and then a chew, 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 chew. bellowing of cows in the valley below. I like this farm though, it's all you know, tiles falling off the roof, the whitewash in the farmhouse is stained and boarded up windows, rabbits flying around below me. Sorry chaps. And a magpie here, just... Magpies and jackdaws call this place home. And there's two jackdaws just flying away. They're probably nesting all through these barns. And there's also sparrows here. And I did see the other day some lovely house martins foraging around here. So I'm hoping they're probably nesting here too. Just walking through a sort of rather dense arch of hedgerow. It's a little wood cabin. And the smell of the hawthorn flowers. Must be the hawthorn flowers. There's a sort of a honeyed scent in the air. And now I've arrived on one of my favourite paths in the entire kingdom. A slowly rising green lane stately trees and a view back down the valley to the south. That's the football rattle or missile thrush up there. There's a red start here. Yeah, just sort of little phrases of there it goes. some big oaks and beeches above this rough sloping meadow higher up the hill to me. Get to a certain elevation and the red starts really take over. Up ahead a huge horse chestnut and then a series of plane trees, London planes. Something quite rare around here. Must be deliberately planted. Very stately avenue, this. Hardly anyone comes up here to enjoy it. And then a hawthorn hedge leading off down into the valley to my left to the south. There's a jackdaw, so sort of cha 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 cha. They're really common here, and in winter we're doing uh, several thousand gathered for a murmuration above the hospital every night. Noisy, but 
as acrobatic as the starlings. It's swirling cloud of them. Quite menacing in the distance because they sound like sort of an army or a thunderous train coming through. And smell the horse chestnut flowers as I'm underneath it. They're right at their peak now. Another week they'll be past their best. The plane trees haven't really come out yet. Still unfurling their leaves. Yes, uh, 20 jackdaws, little grey heads, working their way up this meadow. Funny little bustling walk they have. There's a line of them as if they're combing it for creatures. They've probably got a colony of nests back in the farm. There's a lime tree and its leaves haven't really come out yet. These young leaves are supposed to be good to eat. I've never eaten a lime leaf. Yeah, got a salady taste. Not bad. I can't walk, eat and record at the same time. Some in the shade of a lovely horse chestnut. Yeah, that young lime leaf is slightly furry to the tongue, but very pleasant flavour. Not strong at all. You put a few in a salad. So, black cap singing here. Two of them. Chiff chat. Wren. I'm just facing north at this scruffy bank of little oaks and hawthorns and hazels. And a couple of conifers. sweet notes of the black cap. And over here, through the meadowy grasses, are some small pink flowers, which, yeah, it's wild mint. Such a lovely smell. Tiny little moths fly up from it. A little bit of bracken. So here's a dead and dismembered rabbit, which has been killed by some a predator. Can't tell what. There's not much of it left. Definitely wasn't run over. It's a very large tree that looks like it's got miniature sycamore leaves. This is a field maple. A sweet, delicate. So sycamore has quite big leaves, like a paw of a bear or something. But these are little tiny, like uh, 
paw of a small dog. So the top of my lovely track ends a sort of settlement. About five or six little houses, all silent, with lovely gardens, great views. There might be a black cap and a garden warbler here. The longer winded scratch here, it's the garden warbler. Yeah. It really does warble. Lane begins to peter out of one very handsome whitewashed house at the end, and then peters out into a grassy track below a huge retaining wall. Just the warbles of blackbirds, chiff-chaffs, blackcaps. And wrens, more rabbits. I must have seen a couple of hundred rabbits today. Some old farm machinery. So that sounds like parent bird feeding its young and already by May so many most of our resident songbirds will be feeding young or at least sitting on eggs yeah there's a rotting farm machinery sort of evocative of rusty once useful tools just decaying on the corner of a field oops as I tread on a twig I send a wood wood pigeon flying so the path now winds its way between little patches of woodland and meadow. So there's a nice broad lane, actually. Nice broad lane, actually. Uh, sort of ferny, it's so dark here. Uh, so you suddenly get lovely views. And then you get plunged into a sort of tunnel of cool, dark sort of twilight. back into oak woodland where there are song thrushes and noisy ravens and all I can see is woodland below me it's an illusion because there are farms but for a brief moment it looks sort of primordial forest bluebells and bracken some huge, now walking over some impressive sycamores, sinuous grey green bodies, black caps among them, plenty of sound, and there are ruined buildings here in the woods which I find Haunting. Proper. You can see the room, see the rooms, the room layout. Looking down on what must have been a farmhouse. And there are ashes and sycamores growing from its ruins inside the house. 
great big, it almost looks like dry stone walls. Beautifully constructed, still solid in parts. Some ravens up above the trees ahead. On black cat. I do love to hear a nightingale. Oh yeah, a couple of little aspens, which I think are very delicate. Again, little small heart-shaped leaves. Spade-shaped leaves, maybe. So much bird life. I always think bird life starts to dip, bird song starts to dip around mid-May. Certainly some of the resident birds, particularly the tits. Oh, there's a sheep. Give me a nasty shock there. Just came gallop, galloping up the ride and there's another ruin head. Really impressive, the walls are, walls are taller here. Yeah, impressively ruined. Now the path forks. I can't remember if I go down or up. I don't think I want to go down and lose all this height, so I'm going to stay up. Yeah. Vocative ruin. There are loads of these throughout the Brecon Beacons. Forgotten farmhouses. Home to chiff chaffs. Oak tree. Here's a lovely bank of bluebells. Just covering some open land. A bracken will probably take over in a bit. The smell is incredible. It's really perfumed. What does it smell like? It's a really, really seductive smell. Um, fine perfume. Tiny bit cloying maybe, but I really like it in the open here. What a beautiful little glade here. Now I'm about to go into a conifer wood. Where I suspect, apart from that wren, it's going to be quite quiet. It's a deep smell of evergreen resin and sort of piney. It's a very lovely, comforting smell. Just walking over a carpet of pine needles. The sad thing is there's dozens of buckets of sheep feed plastic sheep feed buckets just dumped in here. Yeah, you can see, I can see about 15. 
this laziness. Yeah, of course the sheep need to be fed. But uh, can you pick up your buckets after? There's layers and layers of them. Super licks, so sheep lick. Mineral mix. Some have just been thrown into the wood and some have just gathered at the edge of this woodland. Walking on a sort of tunnel now of elders and hazels and some bigger trees, mashes. Squirrels scampering across a branch that acts as a bridge over this little lane which looks like no one uses. Quiet here. Got a bit of a hill in between me and the road now. So the farm lies just towards the north, a very prosperous looking farm. And then the moors have the mountain rise behind it. Farmhouse, they look to be these swallows. House martins. Yeah, house martins. They might have a nice colony of house martins nesting under the eaves of very extensive farm buildings and probably 30, 40 up in the air at the moment. There's some house sparrows. So the house martins are, uh, we've got a little clicking call. Couldn't be too far away to hear it. My second magpie of the day followed by the third. I'm never sure with magpies whether you have to count it starts whether you, you know, it's the how many birds you see at one time for the magpie rhyme. Yeah, so I've just seen two, so that's two for joy I'm taking that. Swallows and uh, house martin calls. Snippy chatter of swallows over the farmland to my to the north here. It's a very peaceful scene here of almost perfect large trees, sheep field, distant view of the western or more westerly Brecon Beacons, some of the main Brecon Beacon massive. and a meadow pipit and a field of uncounted, uncountable millions of, of dandelions. Hello Red-tailed. This is beautiful. It's so peaceful. 
it sounds like a, it's a meadow pipit just singing from out in the field. Or is it a tree pipit? A tree pipit. I beg your pardon. Goldfinches. What a heavenly spot. Now, one of the most beautiful dandelion heaven. It's all dandelion clocks now. Well, that dandelion season's over, which I find extraordinary. It's early May. Okay, come some linnets. Flock of about 30 linnets. Songs of Linnets. Squeaky. So they must be all out feeding on the seed heads of dandelions. Yeah, off they go again. These are all linnet squeaks. So the path's descending. Um, No chaps. Just walking under their tree. That's only a small part of their foraging party. Gorgeous, don't see linnets too often, but this is perfect country for them. I mean, the meadow, this dandelion meadow, goes on for about half a mile. And it's all dandelion clocks. There's a nuthatch in the background, giggling. Hee <laughs> I'm just descending to Conifer. So yes, I'm looking out. I'm looking at the Clangatic escarpment. Yes, I can see the quarries up there. It's absolutely wonderful up there. Cliffs, great cliffs, like some bitten out of the hill, bitten great chunks out of the hill. It's a magnificent place to, place to walk. Just soak up this and smell bluebells. Pretty much on a, on a lane with hazels, holly, hawthorn, elder, and a few beech trees towering over. Blackbirds, really. Wren, blackbird. Black cap in front of me. Here he goes. Goldfinch. It's a proper orchestra. And the soloist, the violin solo from the black cat. He just came perched on a 
hazel branch in front of me. This little black beret on. It's just moved across the lane. Oh, the smell of bluebells. It's just gone eight o'clock, so probably as it warms up, that smell will become a bit headier. Birds are just raining down. It's mainly blackbirds. It's a very enticing path that leads to a forestry gate. This baby bottom dollar, no one has been long here today. There's a farm ahead. But no one, I haven't seen the soul stirring. Ravens here. You've raucous. Yeah, carrying crow. A bit of comparison. So I'm going to take this forestry path. I've never carried straight on it, but the forestry path looks more interesting. I have once been down it before. Angry corvids. Well, they always sound angry. Maybe they're just chatting. Beautiful morning we're having. Okay. Get old Johnny Morris. <laughs> there are three. Three crows. Three. Three ravens. All sitting on a branch. Talking to each other. It's hilarious. Oh, there's a fourth. It's right beside me. Right, taking off now. Five ravens here. They are such impressive birds. Massive beaks. Jet black. So sheen. Beaks are slightly curved. Yeah. Yeah, they're still flying around this valley, but I don't think it's me that's disturbing them. It's a woodpecker, great spotted woodpecker, zipping along like a, like a bullet, tracer bullet. Flying under the ravens. Bye-bye ravens. So now I'm heading towards a gate. I don't think this is a public footpath. <gasps> and a bank of just amazing violets. Hundreds of violets, unseen by anyone. No one comes here. So yeah, I don't think this path ahead is official, but it's a big forestry track and uh, I don't think anyone would begrudge me a little wonder. 
on a beautiful day like this. So now I'm on a very enticing, rather thrilling forestry track. I'd be really surprised to see anyone here. But this streamlet, it's very odd plants that I do not recognise. heads. Must be the seed head. So I've been looking at the leaves of this strange plant for quite a while and I've gone into an ID guide and it's actually these are coltsfoot, the seed heads of coltsfoot, which they're really stately, they're like silvery cushions on top of a long stem. Oh yeah, there's a wood warbler in here. It might be. Yeah, just distant. Spinning coin on a plate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. this way for. And we'll plod on with heading due south now towards the Langatic Escarpment with wood warblers. Young nuthatch foraging on the tree above me. Sort of browny coloured rather than the blue. There's more than one wood, wood warbler here. different sort of sound in the conifer woods to the more open oak woods. It's a sort of more sonorous, not the same cascade of birdsong. So there's a dead shrew on the path. I wonder if it's been caught and just left by something. They're not that tasty apparently, a bit like moles. Gotta have a... I think owls eat them but I think foxes find shrews quite distasteful, so maybe that's what ha what's happened. A willow, willow warbler here. Chiff chaff. Oh, black press. This is just a lovely, lovely, lovely woodland walk. Fills the heart with joy. Little 
lots of western hemlock, which uh, look like Christmas trees, but much floppier. And there are some trees I don't recognise. Maybe this is blackthorn without all the flowers. Some hawthorns. Actually a lot more deciduous life here than uh, lots of birches. So there's some pioneering along these rides. And so I turn for home. There's so many gorgeous, gorgeous, forgotten woodland here, full of surprises, and possible garden warbler here, yeah, that's a garden warbler, um, yeah, amazing. There's loads of other discoveries to be made, but I have to be back for homeschooling, so I'm going to sign off with a beautiful view down the Usk Valley. It's been lovely wood warblers, amazing trees, um, raven parliament, and those fabulous linnets, and millions of rabbits, and I'm still seeing rabbits in this forest path, so it's been a rabbit day. Well, I hope you enjoyed this little escape into the wilds. So that was a good four-hour walk with only a relatively distant recording of a wood warbler at the end. But a couple of days later, I headed to a much closer woodland and I was glad I had my recorder with me. It's right in front of me. Like a wren, he puts his head back, shivers his wings. Speak to the sky, opens it, and lets out this incredible machine gun fire dripping from his tree. It's a very tall oak. sing till late June at least. I've noticed with wood warblers they... There he goes. Choo choo choo. I like that as well. So that's the epically beautiful and exotic song of the wood warbler. Thank you little bird for that brilliant performance. And that's it for this podcast. 
Please do let me know what you think of the podcast by leaving comments or ratings on your various podcast providers. And you can email me, Fergus Collins. My email address is editor at countryfile.com. I do my best to reply to everyone who gets in touch and some of the letters and emails get printed in the magazine. And don't forget, you can learn much more about birdsong and great walks to find wildlife on our website, countryfile.com. And there are thousands of brilliant articles to explore. So you've been listening to the BBC Countryfile magazine podcast. Produced in Bristol by Jack Bateman. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, goodbye.